unique with human beings that we all basically want the same thing. And and we've been speaking with Bethany. And Bethany is a cart-carrying capital L libertarian, which is you know, a chasm apart, <laughs> as we've talked about, uh, from a voluntarist. A, a libertarian with a capital L is a person who's a part of the Libertarian Party, and they uh, believe in or at least accept that it's okay that a government exists that a government does certain things, that it rules people in a certain way and it steals a certain amount of money, and they certainly don't want it to steal as much money or rule as heavily-handed as as some people might, uh, but it is on a different side. And yet, as I speak with this person who, you know, somebody might think, well, a voluntarist would be completely opposed to the whole uh, liberal, libertarian, conservative type—that uh, whole idea of you know it's okay if there's government; it just needs to be the size and shape that I want it to be. Whether I'm Biden or Joe Jorgensen or Donald Trump or Ronald Reagan or or Obama or whomever, you'd think that we might be on completely opposite sides, and we might argue and hate each other and and get angry. But look at that—we're not. Maybe it's it's because we're not. Uh, maybe it's because we're just good people who want what's best. And, you know, I have to say that there are a lot of people out there with whom I have a lot of very different worldviews. And I think of one, a person that I chat with some on social media, Heather. Heather went to college with me, and we've stayed in touch over the last, golly gee whiz, 25, 30 years, whatever it's been. We've stayed in touch. And... uh She's now married with kiddos, same here, and she's in Denver, and, and, and I'm at an unknown location elsewhere, and we still get along well. And, and I would describe her, I think she'd probably laugh and tell me to take the, the word flaming out of this, but she's a flaming liberal, and I am this, uh, oh, I don't know, kind of out there, fringe, really believe strongly in stuff. I think that's called extremism. Uh, guy that believes in not initiating violence against other people. And so you might look at her standpoint and you might say, well, she's a long way from a conservative. Well, the truth is they're way closer than I am to either of them. And yet she is on this opposite end of the spectrum from me. And I have a feeling that Heather and I would probably agree about what it is that we want. And I have a feeling that if we added Bethany to the mix, she probably wants the same. And and the reason is we're all good people. We're good people that want good stuff. We want our children to grow up strong and healthy. We want them to be able to fulfill their dreams. We want them to be able to to work as hard as they want and reap the benefits. And none of us like looking at, at puppies that are starving or people that are starving or sad stuff or ugly stuff. We all just want good. Now, now we have different ideas of how to get to good. We have different ideas a lot about a lot of the specifics, but when it comes down to it, we basically want the same stuff. 
And this whole idea, and Stefan Molyneux talked about it years ago, he talked about this idea of, I think he called it, these cages are only for beasts or beasts or something like that. But essentially his idea was, even when somebody does something really nasty, the rest of us, the people, the, the neighbors, the, the community, we don't want to start spending 80 grand a year to have this person get free room and board. And become a really hardened criminal. Go to go to bad guy college, as as they call prison. Nobody really wants that. We basically just want that person to stop doing nasty stuff, and to start being productive or really good at getting charity from uh, whatever non government organization is willing. You know, if there's some church that says, "Hey, if anybody wants to be a deadbeat, we'd like to pay you money." Well, great, fine. We don't really care what the person does. We just want them to stop being bad. And and I, and I think about Heather, and I think about myself, I think about Bethany, I think about God. I don't, you know, I can't use any of the big politicians' name because I think it, at some point from my time years ago uh, in the Republican Party, I, I kind of know how the system works, and and you can make it to being on the committee or being a delegate or something like that, but you don't make it to state legislature type levels or county commissioner or whatever, unless you've been screened and you're one of them. So I'm not going to say that that Obama or Trump or or uh, who's the other the the guy that uh, Trump uh, not Trump I already mentioned him Bush or Lincoln or or uh, Reagan or Kennedy or like all those people. I'm, I'm not saying they're in the same group, but normal people. I think normal regular everyday people all want kind of the same thing. Uh, so with that, let's get back and uh, speak with Bethany again. Uh, our number, 406-646-6121 here on the Let's Think Show. And let's get back to chatting with Bethany. And this is a great example of somebody who drives while they're under the influence, which for, back from my 10 years as a cop, I learned that the average person over 60 is about equivalent to a 0.10 blood alcohol level. That was a statistic I was taught. I don't know if it's true, uh, but driving while under the influence of something is, in fact, I think, dangerous. Well, and I would also, I, I would also, I would even um, say that if I were to drive as intoxicated as that individual might, um, I would be far greater danger because I don't really drink that much, and so I have a very low top. So I mean. It's a sub, it's a subjective matter anyway that we put an arbitrary right. number. So I look at something that, that that's helped me look through this, and I still don't have all the solutions. But Larkin Rose put out a uh, a podcast, and he he brought out this idea of conflict equilibrium. And so I, I think he might have even given the example of reckless driving. He says so some some dudes driving recklessly through our neighborhood, and and we say to him, "Hey guy, please knock that off. Our kids are out riding bicycles, and will you please drive more slowly?" And and the guy keeps doing it, and keeps doing it, and eventually, a couple of neighborhood guys, your husband and and I, go over there because that's kind of the men's thing is to go get into conflict with other men. We go over there and we say, "Hey dude, like we're not just joking. We're serious here. You're you're being dangerous." knock it off. You really need to knock this off. And then he still does it again. And then we go over and we say, all right, here's the deal. You do that again, your car is going to disappear. And he goes, what do you mean? He said, no, it's it's going to disappear. And then he says, well, whatever. Then he goes out and drives recklessly, whether it's with alcohol or, you know, whatever he's driving recklessly again. And then 
his car ends up while he's sleeping, his car ends up in the bottom of the lake. So then the question about conflict equilibrium becomes all of our neighbors, our commune, the people that live around us say, hey, Shepard and Bethany's husband were over there talking to the guy and threatening him. And then all of a sudden this happened. We think they did it. And they say to us, hey, did you do it? And we say, yeah, probably so. What would they do? And I think in this situation, they would say, hey, thanks. That needed to happen. Thanks for stepping up and doing it. Now, if on the other hand, he had simply been driving with a dirty car and our neighborhood beautification com uh, committee didn't like that, I think that that conflict e equilibrium, the neighbors would say, no, Shepard and Bethany's husband were kind of jerks and they initiated violence. They weren't out protecting. Uh, so we're going to do something nasty to them. And it seems to me that this might just be a system that could work. Of course, it's a complex issue, so who knows, but... It would have to be small, though. Like, you wouldn't be able to have it even as maybe an entire town or a, definitely an entire state, an entire country. That concept would start to degrade as you got bigger and bigger. And um, I think, it, and so I think that that is part of the issue that we have a lot of times is we want a blanket that covers everything. That's an automatic answer. And the reality is, is that just doesn't work for humans. We need to have the ability to manage those little day-to-day -day things that are annoyances or safety issues or whatever within our world on the ground, rather than in DC, in Cheyenne, at city council, any of that. We're probably quite a ways from the world you're talking about, but it is an intriguing Yeah, world. <laughs> yeah. And and I think the voluntarist position is it's not about whether or not it's going to work. It's about today, I am not going to steal from you. Today, I am not going to mm -hmm. tell you what to do. I don't necessarily have a better solution. The old example of, but how would we pick the cotton if we didn't have slaves? Well, I don't know. I don't know that if anybody's going to invent a, a gin or you know, all the, whatever. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I can tell you slavery is wrong. So I'm not going to do that today. Uh, so mm -hmm. that, yeah. Bethany, yep. thank you so much for chatting today. Will you come on and chat with me again sometime? Yeah, I, I'm always full of ideas. So. <laughs> Well, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I kind of get the impression that uh, Bethany is kind of a sharp cookie. Uh, I've really enjoyed chatting with her today. I hope you've enjoyed listening to her as well. I think that when we reach out to people that are across the aisle or across the chasm uh, and we open up and we, we kind of realize that we all want what's good, it's kind of a neat thing, isn't it? And those of you driving along right now listening, I probably said some things that you don't agree with, and so did Bethany. And and the collectivists are definitely saying things that most of us don't agree with. But, you know, we're all kind of human critters on this rock doing the best we can. And as long as some of us aren't trying to steal from the others or tell us what to do or tell other people what to do, whatever— I don't know. I, I really think we can all get along. I, I, I think we can. And maybe I'm being a dreamer. Yeah, the whole Bob Dylan thing. I'm just dreaming. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. I think we can uh, I think we can have a better world if we all keep talking and, and, and trying to not mess with each other and just live well. 
406-646-6121. Thank you for listening to the Let's Think Show with Shepard the Voluntarist. I will see you next week, next Saturday, 6 p.m., for more stuff for smart people. And I mentioned smart people. If you're a smart person, you probably get lonely from time to time intellectually. Let's think.com. Please check us out. Check out some old episodes. Get involved. Be part of the community. Uh, yeah, smart minds need this. See you next week, friends. <laughs>